Welcome back to the Sports Medicine Orthopod. It's Anthony Yu. I'm joined tonight by my good friend, Dr. Adam Schiff, foot and ankle specialist from Loyola. What's going on, Adam? Oh, Anthony, thanks for having me back. You know, Drew Brilson has gigantic shoes to fill, but I'm going to try to step in and answer some sports medicine questions uh, not incorrectly tonight. <laughs> We're always happy to have you. Um, I know you're going to bring the A game, as you always do. Uh, it's been a while since we put out a show, so a little housekeeping. Just touch on a couple surgeries that have occurred late in the NBA season. Pascal Siakam ended up going under the knife for left shoulder labrum surgery. Uh, he's projected to miss part of the beginning of the season. Labrum surgery typically is very successful. This is his off arm. He's right-handed. You know, NBA player, especially one that's uh, playing in the key like himself, is going to need his left hand for sure. But typically, labrum surgery is very successful. We'd expect a full recovery. In terms of shoulder surgeries, rate of success, rate of return to play at the same level, labrum's pretty high up there. Uh, I love doing labrum surgery because the patients generally do really, really well. And so high hopes for Pascal Siakam. Uh, Serge Ibaka also had surgery on his low back. And so we talked about this last time with Dr. Harold Fogel, our spine specialist, where Ibaka was diagnosed with low back pain and missed several months of the season and then tried to come back for the playoffs and just couldn't do it, ended up having surgery. And what we talked about last time with Harold is that back pain in itself, low back pain, very common. Surgery is not so good for that. It doesn't really work. But if you're having pain from an irritated nerve in the low back that causes pain, pain going down the leg, buttock, thigh, down the calf, into the foot with maybe some numbness, tingling, sensory symptoms, surgery in the low back can be very effective for that. And what we found out now is Serge did have those types of symptoms. And so it makes sense that he ended up having surgery. And we'd expect prognosis for that also pretty good. But we brought Adam on here today to talk philosophy and some of the things that have gone on over the last couple of weeks with the NBA playoffs, starting with uh, a Baxter Holmes article published in ESPN a couple of weeks ago that says the data is indicating that injuries are up in the NBA this year compared to years prior. And there's a lot of statistics in there. Uh, for example, soft tissue injuries in the 72-game shortened season uh, are a very high clip. There was a season that was higher by about 100 of these soft tissue injuries, but that was a full 82 game length season. And so you can extrapolate those numbers, you know, 10 games for 32 teams or how much. Um, if this went out to 82, this year probably would exceed that, that record breaking number. That was just a few years ago. And the implication from this article, and they interview some athletic trainers around the league, is that the lack of rest from the shortened season last year ending in the bubble and then hurrying back to get these 72 games in for this season might be the culprit. what do you think about that article, Adam? You're, you're the one that actually sent that to me. So what, what were you thinking when you saw that? Yeah. I, you know, really interesting article. I think a lot of this is a little bit of a game of statistics. You, you can, you can look at the data and, and analyze it in any, any number of ways. And uh, certainly, you know, the author chose to look at it one way. I think players will look at it a different way. Coaches and trainers might look at it, you know, even same numbers, even differently. Uh, there's no doubt in a shortened season or shortened recovery, uh, th these guys' soft tissue injuries are, can happen and uh, probably more likely to happen. I think there needs to be more that goes into it, you know, in terms of planning, planning breaks, taking breaks, all those kinds of things. But 
no question, um, not having recovery increases your risk of injury. I think it's been showing when we look at the adolescent world, the non-professional athlete, you know, people who do, who cross train, they don't just do one sport all the time, have much lower risk of injury. You do one sport all the time, you're more likely to get hurt doing that. Um, and, and so I think that's certainly a factor here. And you can look at the number of injuries this year. They seem to be high. They also seem to be in a lot of the star players. And I, I think that's different from other years, right? You, you look at the play, NBA playoffs this year, every series has had a star or two or three have an injury. And, and that's not typically the way it's been. The stars have always sort of shined and always been there. So it, it's very different in the NBA playoffs this year than any other year. And, and you have to think that, the shortened off season, the, the, you know, condensing the season, the whole COVID protocols, maybe not being able to train like normal, all those things have to be, you know, influences. Yeah. And you're right. The, the playoffs have been marred by a number of injuries, which we can go through quickly, but you know, some of the statistics that they cited in this article were based on the regular season and trends have changed over the last few years. We've talked about it many times on the show that load management being cautious with your your horses, uh, especially your star horses, um, that's that's very commonplace now. And we spoke, we had a show a few months ago when LeBron first had his high ankle sprain, where there were a number of these injuries at that time. Anthony Davis was hurt at that time as well. Um, there were there were a bunch of other ones, and we said, you know, for the regular season, it probably doesn't matter, and they're going to take their time. If if they're ready in four weeks, they'll probably give them six weeks just to give them a little bit of extra rest. So that skews those regular season numbers a bit. But what we said in that show is, you know, it doesn't really matter at this point in the regular season, but come playoff time, it, it might. And, and for the Lakers is a great example. It ended up actually really mattering, right? Because LeBron didn't really look 100%. He wasn't fully comfortable on the ankle. Uh, I think, in fact, he's still putting out posts of his ongoing treatment for that high ankle sprain, which you've talked about many times, there is no timetable for return. He's ready when he's ready. Anthony Davis kind of got over his calf thing, but then sustained another soft tissue injury in the growing, like right, right that next day, it seemed like. And so uh, the, these types of things were compounding and they lead us up now to this playoff run where we're talking, you know, Mike Conley for, with a hamstring, he just came back for that game sex against the Clippers did not work out for Utah. Donovan Mitchell, they've said he's never quite been right uh, coming back from that ankle. Um, Danny Green now with his calf injury, that's certainly playing a role for the Sixers series. James Harden's back now, but in a limited role because of his hamstring issues. Uh, Joel Embiid, knee injury, you know, this possible meniscus, he has not looked quite like himself. And, and it goes on and on and on. And I think after Kawhi Leonard's injury, um, I think, that's what uh, I guess triggered LeBron James is what people are saying, Twitter, tirade, rant or whatnot. But, you know, to me, it's just sort of the, the thoughts of somebody who really knows this game and his body and the toll it takes on an athlete where he basically is agreeing with Baxter Holmes' assertion that, yeah, the rest issue really played a role here and certainly is uh, uh, to blame, at least to some degree. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's really a lose-lose situation for the NBA. You know, you're faced in COVID pandemic. You're trying to get a season in there. The fans, I mean, the country is clamoring for anything to celebrate. And they put a season out there knowing that 
the good of this season might harm the next season a little bit. Certainly these athletes are, are seeing that, uh, you know, could we have less injuries this year if we didn't play at all last year? Absolutely possible. But I think every basketball player wanted to play last year in some fashion. So, you know, there, there really is no good solution or no good answer. Um, but certainly load management is important. And, and you can see that across organizations. I mean, the Lakers fired their trainer today, not that their trainer is solely responsible, but they're allegedly planning an upheaval of their entire sports performance program and, and how their athletes approach it. Um, you know, it can't be coincidence that LeBron's speaking out at the time that this is happening, but I, I think teams are, and the Liga are looking towards the medical staff to try to prevent this, and it's hard to prevent these injuries. Yeah, and I think a lot of people took LeBron's uh, words as kind of a shot at the NBA. Uh, you know, what do you think? Do, does the NBA have not blood on their hands, but <laughs> do they have some responsibility to bear for what, what's going on here? I, you know, it, it's it's really hard. I, I think it just depends on what perspective you're looking. I mean, certainly I, I'm not in a position or any of us are in positions to argue with LeBron James besides being one of the probably second best basketball player ever. Uh, Whoa. He, he's, what's that? Whoa there. Yeah, second, well, I mean, second. not not over at you know, Jordan, of course, uh, at least not you know where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> we need but, to get Drew Burleson on here immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, certainly uh, he, he's one of the smartest basketball players, and I think he understands the game and understands what's happening amongst players better than almost anybody else. I mean, he, he really is a leader. And I, I think if he's speaking out, clearly he's aware of it's not just him. There, there's other things that are contributing and other people who feel this way too. Um, you know, it might've been a little bit of a shot at the NBA, but uh, I'm not sure this is the NBA's fault, you know, per se. And they might've made this year better by not playing it all last year, but considering the team that won it was the Lakers last year, I'm pretty sure they're happy they played last year. So, I think the NBA might be in a little bit of a, a blame state here, but I don't think it's their fault. I mean, they certainly didn't cause or contribute to the pandemic. In fact, they probably ran one of the best seasons last year during COVID by going in the bubble. I mean, they had very strict protocols and they were enforced pretty darn well. I mean, when we look at it medically, that that's probably the, the epitome of the way it was done. I mean, baseball, they were traveling, hockey – didn't do a bubble until, you know, the playoffs and NBA did a great job. And and I think during COVID, they should have been commended. They might be seeing more injuries. I think the other thing is really hard about this is when we're looking at soft tissue injuries, uh, as you pointed out, there's a difference between a hamstring and a calf strain and an ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving sprained his ankle. He, we saw the video, he rolled over some, you know, he landed on someone else's foot whether he's well-rested or not, that's just bad luck, right? That foot was there. Uh, he could have tripped over a curb. I mean, that has nothing to do with whether he's fatigued or not. Some of these hamstrings, uh, those are probably more fatigue injuries. And, you know, I think we can look at Kevin Durant's Achilles in that role. It was a bad misstep, but he had a calf strain. I mean, he was not himself, not that that caused it. So those fatigue injuries happen. And they seem to be happening more this year, but some of these soft tissue injuries are not just the result of fatigue or just the result of bad luck. Yeah, that, that's a great point. So Joel Embiid's supposed meniscus tear, that's probably not 
so much fatigue and more so just bad luck, uh, knee twisted at an awkward angle. Chris Paul being in the COVID protocol, that has nothing to do with fatigue, right? But uh, yeah, to, to, to your point though, you know, the Conley injury, the Danny Green stuff, the Harden ongoing soft tissue things, Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, there probably is something to be said about that. Um, getting back to what LeBron said. So the NBA stood up for itself and basically gave a response that argues against LeBron and also actually the Baxter Holmes article saying, no, well, statistically, actually, it's about the same as it has been. And, you know, you and I are not privy to these statistics and we're not going to go through every injury that's happened this year because we have medical practices to run and children to raise. And that's just not what we're going to do. But um, in our field, we like a little perspective, you know, and uh, I, I think five, 10 years from now, we'll have a better understanding of this trend of time. And maybe at that point, we can draw some conclusions to say, yeah, LeBron was right, right. Or maybe, you know what, this year was just kind of a blip in the road. It was a weird year. And next year, um, 2021, 22 kind of writes itself. And this will just be chalked up to sort of uh, a, a statistical outlier. I, I think we just need to be a few years down the road to kind of look back and and get some perspective on it. But to LeBron, to back to LeBron James, uh, you know, while I don't think there's tremendous or definitive evidence to support his assertion or Baxter Holmes's or anybody who thinks the the lack of rest was the cause, I don't think there's great evidence on the other side to refute that, right? Um, like you said, it's kind of just what you believe. And I think certainly a lot of people share that opinion that if you don't let these guys rest a decent amount, the risk that they get injured is higher. And I think I'm in that camp. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if we'll never, ever know the answer. Certainly we hope there'll never be a pandemic again. And we hope that this gets back to normal pretty darn quickly, but, um, you know, there, there's lots of factors, not just the shortened off season or the condensed season, the way they tr way people trained during COVID. I mean, we were in our houses only going to work and coming home and basketball players were not training the same way either. I mean, you could live in LeBron James house and have a full court and a gym and everything. It's not the same as working out with your team. So sure. th there's so many factors that go into this. Uh, certainly we've seen players blame leagues for issues before. Uh, concussions in the NFL is another way, and and the the league will obviously defend themselves without trying to insult the players the best that they can. It, yeah. It's all a business. Um, I, I'm not sure anybody is to blame, uh, other than a strange pandemic, uh, and we just hope that the injuries find a way to right themselves. And yeah, I think healthy. The the what LeBron concluded, and I think everybody would agree, is that the product suffers with these injuries, no matter what the source or risk factors that uh, are behind them. Uh, like you said, almost every series this playoff run has been tainted by some sort of major injury, at least the, certainly the close series, and that's just a bummer, right? You know, we're we're gonna have the Clippers and Phoenix going to the Western Conference Finals and Chris Paul and Kawhi are already ruled out for game one. That that sucks. Yeah, I mean, you, you want your best players to play. You want the best players in the leagues to play. Uh, you, you don't want anyone to ever get hurt. It, it is interesting this year with some of the stars out, who is stepping up and who's playing. And, you know, I think for all, for the past five, ten years, the, the fear amongst fans has been the idea of super teams, right? With your team yeah. in particular – 
and, and then looking at New right. Jersey, yeah, looking at New Jersey, um, you know, becoming a super team. And the injuries are the equalizer. The injuries make these super teams not super anymore. And you're seeing teams advancing playoffs who aren't super teams. And so, uh, on one hand, you, you never want to see the best players injured. On the other hand, it's the next man up. Uh, at least in the NBA, it's fascinating to see who steps up and who is playing well and who can help carry a team. And, and uh, it shows you super teams aren't the only answer because of injuries. And it's nice to see some of these unsung heroes uh, have an opportunity to become the next superstar. Yeah. And we just saw evidence of that yeah. uh, with the Clippers and jazz, you know, it, it does, it's not a death sentence. If you lose your best player, yeah. uh, you, you would think it is you take Kawhi off the Clippers. You think they're just done, but uh, Clippers won convincingly in game um, uh, five and six. And speaking of next man up, it was Terrence Mann, right? He yeah. went off um, and came out of nowhere and just, Oh, had a great game and Reggie Jackson just dominated Gobert and it was kind of embarrassing, but um, yeah, it, it does, it's, it's not the end. Um, but you know, everybody wants to see Kawhi out there, but uh, I'm sure Clipper fans are, are happy nonetheless. So speaking of Kawhi, what, what, what is going on with his knee uh, or his injury? You know, uh, initial reports sort of made it seem like this is no big deal. He, he went back and played this after his injury, but he's not traveling now. What, what, what do you think is going on with his knee? It's a great question. And Kawhi, mysterious injury, these types of things just go together. It's been that way since his last years with the Spurs. And even in the championship year with Toronto, he had this kind of lingering issue where his teammates said they didn't know from playoff game to playoff game if he was going to suit up or not. He would just kind of show up and say, I'm playing. Um, and so he, here we go again. I watched the replay. He's, his knee certainly buckles inwards. That valgus moment we've talked about before, you, you get concerned about certainly like an MCL sprain at the minimum. And ACL also comes to mind. But yeah, the fact is he finished the game, which maybe he's just a tough dude and kind of limited his movements because that's what the ACL would cause you to lose is some of that rotational stability. Uh, you might be able to tough out the pain. You know, Clay Thompson came back to shoot free throws, but he certainly didn't stay in the rest of that ball game like Kawhi did. So, yeah, you know, I think you looked at some of the reports early on. It was thinking he may have an ACL, but certainly that's not been confirmed. He's just been ruled out of game one. You would kind of think if it was an ACL, we'd know by now. But again, mysterious injuries with Kawhi, it's, it's not that surprising. And so, you know, if he ends up having ACL reconstruction sometime in the next two to four weeks, then I guess that's our answer. Yeah, absolutely. So, so philosophically, getting away from his injury in particular, you know, this is a star player. We don't know. Um, we as doctors like to speculate and like to guess, and and our friends want us to give all the answers. But yeah. uh, does this bother you as a fan not knowing, or do you view this as a good thing not knowing? Yeah, I mean, if I guess I was a Clippers fan, which I will never be, but if I was, I would. Uh, I would think positively that there's a chance he's back because if they come out and just say he's got an ACL tear, then he's just done. But the fact that they haven't said that and he's just being listed out one game at a time gives you some hope that maybe it's not as bad. Uh, if it was an MCL sprain, you would think at the minimum that's what's going on. Then it is potentially something with some rest he can come back with and be fairly effective. 
How much rest? Who knows? Again, soft tissue injury, no definitive timetable on return. But yeah, I, I would think this is better news than knowing, yes, he's got an ACL tear. You will not see him for the next nine months. Yeah. I mean, certainly if I was the leadership of the Clippers and I'm far from that, uh, I, I wouldn't want the answer getting out, right? You're, you're in a big playoff series right now. You want them to prepare for him. You want them to prepare for your best player. And if he's not going to sure. play, you don't want them to know that. Yeah. And, you know, I think some sports are very forthcoming. The NFL has very strict requirements and penalties. Um, hockey is as vague as anything, upper body, lower body, right? And, and, and they don't tell nobody knows what happens to a, you know a, a hockey player until well after the season uh, and the nba is kind of in the middle i think people like us who speculate to get the word out maybe more than we know uh certainly drive the ship but uh, this quiet injury is bizarre and uh, going to the playoffs it's it, some intrigue is kind of nice uh, yeah, as a yeah. fan wonder, wondering what's going to happen two points you just want steve ballmer's money but so do oh, I. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and second point, yeah, it, it's just kind of, kind of like when I, when I watch this play out, I'm just like, it's just it's Kawhi. Uh, you know, mystery surrounds the guy, and you know, the fact is, he, he really might be a robot, and they just don't want to give too many details about him. Like when I think of Kawhi, I think I, I think about like the Terminator. Um, yeah. He's just, he, he looks like a human, but he's 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 pretty robotic. Uh, and, and he's just like sent here from the future to destroy uh, the Warriors and other basketball teams. <laughs> yeah, he, actually, he, needs, he needs a new new motherboard. That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> I was actually thinking about the Terminator the other day. Do you think it's odd that you know Skynet is this super advanced artificial intelligence computer system that ends up you know destroying the world? Do you think it's weird that they decided to create a Terminator? Uh, who speaks English with an Austrian accent? Like, like why? Why did they come up with that? <laughs> like, yeah. do, do, they have, do they have like a bunch of models? Like, is there one that looks like Hugh Grant and uh, infiltrates bases because he's like so charming and, and and bubbly? He speaks with this British accent, and then it turns out he's just this you know ferocious, violent killing machine. I, I don't know. It's kind of odd. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I, I mean, there might have been many Terminators, but clearly Arnold took them all out by, by the end. <laughs> Strongest of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we want that one, the one with the Austrian accent. Yeah, that like not, nothing fishy will be will be uh, like the humans won't pick up on that. The you know the guy the guys like in Los Angeles infiltrating some uh, some some nest of remaining humans is like. This guy's name is Bob. This guy's name is Steve. This guy speaks with an Austrian accent. Yeah, he must be totally normal. <laughs> right. Well, he, he also did teach a uh, kindergarten class as he looked for a, a criminal in kindergarten cop. So I think yeah. that Austrian accent fit into all things pretty darn well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just violating a rule uh, that I've established with myself about 80s movies, which is just enjoy the ride and love it and, right. and don't <laughs> exactly. ask questions. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, Arnold made some class movies, Twins. Fantastic. Great movie. Yeah. Well, off after that thrilling segue, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything to add, Adam? No, uh, happy Father's Day. Uh, yeah, you enjoy, too as well. What are you doing enjoy, tomorrow? Uh, not much. Not much. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah kids got some surprise time with the kids, but not too yeah. much time with the kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for joining us, Adam. We'll see you next time. 
Uh, follow us on Instagram. We are at Sports Orthopods, Twitter as well, and Gmail. We'll see you guys next time. Mom and Dad, thanks for listening. Have a good night.